You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpel965.com. All right, so we're just about done with the morning, but you got to stick around. Moon Griffon is coming up. He's going to have some great interviews, by the way, today, uh, talking with some of our state politicians about this budget process going on in Baton Rouge. You're not going to want to miss any of that. Of course, after Moon, we've got Dan Bongino. I'll be back at 3 p.m. for my show. Shannon is off sides at 4 p.m. to 6, and then Mark Levin afterwards, followed by American Ground Radio. A lot of great content coming up throughout the day. Speaking of content, what's trending that you need to be aware of? Well, I mentioned the crawfish pinchers causing a flat tire. That is over on kpel965.com. Uh, we also have a viral video of a girl rapping to a little boosie verse at Festival International. You can go see that video up on our website as well. The robot restaurant causing quite a bit of conversation. And of course, a lot of people uh, concerned over Grub Burger in Lafayette closing down as well. And you really need to check it out. Let me make it is up on kpl965.com. Seven ghost towns in Louisiana. Some of them are closer than you may think. A lot of great content up on kpel965.com. Like I said, you can check it out. You can also listen to the great on-air content we've got today. Loads coming down the way there. Once again, just looking at our traffic before we go out this morning, uh, Nectar Haven in Youngsville, vehicle accident there. We've got fire and police responding to a vehicle accident on Cambridge Drive in Lafayette. Stalled vehicle on Ambassador Caffrey and vehicle accidents as well on South College Road, Johnson at Camellia, Ambassador Caffrey at Friend Bustani, and Ridge Road at Yorkie Road here in Lafayette. A lot of that out there, but right now you can enjoy some beautiful weather right here at the studio. Partly cloudy, 68 degrees, going to get a little bit warmer throughout the day, but otherwise a stellar day. You guys have a great morning. Talk to you again soon. Live and local every day in Acadiana. And the only place you can voice your opinion on your favorite KPL shows. We're your home for news and talk in Acadiana. This is KPL. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Uber technology shares are up more than 5% after the ride company's upbeat quarter. Uber says the number of rides on its platform rose more than 30% from the year-ago quarter. Uber is still losing money but reported a much smaller loss and it raised its forecast for the year. Also, Marriott is reporting better-than-expected earnings, saying demand remains strong. And though the global economic picture is uncertain, Marriott says it is not seeing signs of a slowdown. Cummins, the engine and power systems company, says sales were up more than 30% in its recent quarter. Demand held up despite persistent supply chain constraints. The Federal Reserve meets today. The meeting wraps up tomorrow with its decision on interest rates. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Kosola. Invested in you.
Do bank closures, inflation rate hikes, and the roller coaster of the market frighten you as much as it does me? You need to call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it as easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick the precious metals. That's it. You now own real precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today and learn more about the one, two, three protection plan at 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-GOLD. News Talk 96. KPL Bro Bridge Lafayette broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at matthew-james.com Invitation accepted I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has agreed to go to the White House a week from today, but it could be contentious. President Biden said this while inviting congressional leaders for talks about raising the debt limit. We pay our bills and we should do so without reckless hostage-taking from some of the mega-Republicans in Congress. But the Treasury Secretary warns the U.S. could default by June 1st. In response... Speaker McCarthy wrote this. After three months of the Biden administration's inaction, the House acted, and there is a bill sitting in the Senate as we speak that would put the risk of default to rest. But Fox's Alexandria Hoff reports that bill's going nowhere, with Democrats and the president rejecting spending cuts attached to letting the U.S. borrow more money. Today, the Federal Reserve starts a two-day meeting expected to lead to another interest rate hike tomorrow to keep fighting inflation. Writers are going on strike, which could put daytime and late night talk TV shows into reruns. The Writers Guild of America argue that they have been negatively impacted by streaming, saying that they are working more for less, and they want better compensation and residual payments that reward writers when the show becomes a hit. That's Fox's Michelle Polino. In Oklahoma, authorities are working to identify four other bodies found in the search for two missing teenage girls. Their remains were also discovered along with the body of a convicted rapist who was also being sought after missing a court date yesterday to face solicitation and child porn charges. That is also the latest state to impose transgender youth restrictions. With the stroke of a pen from Republican Governor Kevin Stitt, Oklahoma has a new law that makes it a felony for health care workers to provide anyone under the age of 18 with treatments that can include puberty-blocking drugs and hormones. Transgender advocates and parents of transgender kids say such care is essential. Fox's Tanya J. Powers, more unrest in the Middle East. Militants fired 22 rockets into Israel, wounding three people after a Palestinian prisoner died in Israeli custody after a three-month hunger strike. America's listening to Fox News. When I can't sleep, my mind just races. I think about work, the kids, but I don't think about taking melatonin because I'm afraid I'll feel groggy in the morning. Zequel Pure Z's Gummies has an optimal dose of melatonin for no next day grogginess, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake up feeling refreshed. <sighs> Zequel Pure Z's Gummies for better sleep like never before. And try Pure Z's Sleep plus Next Day Energy with melatonin plus extended release B vitamins. What you've heard about probiotics is probably wrong. I eat yogurt, so I don't need to take a probiotic. Uh... Probiotics? They don't really work. It's time to learn the truth about probiotics from Align, the probiotic brand recommended by gastroenterologists two times more than any other probiotic brand. Align has probiotics to naturally help relieve occasional bloating, gas, and abdominal discomfort. Try Align for a month and see how great a healthy gut can feel at Align Probiotics. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPL.
Uh, RPG came through the belly of the aircraft. We don't talk about the female combat wounded. These are our daughters and our sisters and our mothers. Wounded Warrior Project came into my life and taught me how to stand back up and get back in the fight. The truth is I think we all have this strength inside of us, but until you're tested, you just don't know it's there. See how Wounded Warrior Project empowers women veterans like Beth by visiting woundedwarriorproject.org slash empowerwomenvets. Acadiana Center for the Arts is our cultural and artistic hub serving eight parishes through community development, education, live performance, film, and exhibitions. For information on getting involved in upcoming events, call 233-7060. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome, Ungrafon Show. Great to have you with us as we rock and roll. 844-766-6607 is the number. It's the Matthew James Tax Wealth Manager Hotline if you'd like to be part of the program. All right, let's jump gear. We're going to jump right into it because he only has a few minutes. Appropriation Committee Chair Z Zarang is my special guest. Just a few minutes. Talk about what's going on with the budget. Z, how you doing? Great, Moon. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, let's uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, tell people what y'all passed uh, out of the committee is the big thing, and what y'all working on with the committee. Sure. So. In committee, we passed the fiscal bills yesterday, HB1, which is basically the budget, supplemental bills, and judicial, all, all the uh, fiscal bills. But primarily in regard to the budget, the bill that we passed, uh, HB1 and the supplemental bills are really the ones that really affect the overall $48-plus billion state budget. But it was a bill that is fiscally sound. It does not exceed the expenditure limit, and it doesn't grow government too hardly it's less than than uh, 1% in terms of what it grows government. So I think the bill as proposed uh, makes a lot of sense, and I think it's definitely putting the state on a sound fiscal track. One, tell me this. Um, it doesn't break the spending cap at all, correct? Right. And so yeah. how much more money does it spend? How much more money do we spend from one year to the next? So, okay, and, and to look at this, it, it's – somewhat complicated because, you know, you have to look at it over two fiscal years because you have surplus dollars that were dollars from last fiscal year that mm-hmm. uh, hadn't been spent and the excess that was not budgeted or identified by the Revenue Estimating Conference that's available this year. And then you have to worry about next fiscal year. So when you think about the, uh, the expenditure limit, you have to look at it from the available money for this fiscal year and next fiscal year. And for fiscal year 23, we had to, you couldn't spend more than $484 million 
And in next fiscal year 24, the limit was 359. So between the two years, you have 843 million you could spend without busting the cap. Mm -hmm. Well, what's available to spend is 1.4 billion. So what we were able to do is utilize those dollars and not bust the cat. And we were able to do that is we, we put money to the teacher's retirement system. We put money into lasers, which don't count against mm -hmm. the cap. And they're great in that respect in that, again, it doesn't grow government, but it significantly reduces debt, frees up money that can be used in future years to address the pending deficit, but also frees up money for the locals. I know everybody's got, you know, their hair's on fire now saying we're cutting the teacher pay raise. The teachers won't get a raise. Well, actually, the money that we're paying for the teacher's retirement system frees up money for the locals that can be used for the locals to provide teacher pay raise, put money to schools, and improve their systems. Now, I was going to tell you the uh, before you said it, the pay raise thing is not getting the pub in the media. You know, and I give you an example. Uh, the Finn fellow wrote in the Advocate, and it doesn't it doesn't give the proposed two thousand pay raise to Edwards. It does. It just does it in a different way. And and I know you don't know this, uh, Z, but I've been talking about the unfunded accrued liability and the debt problem we had in the retirement system for just about the whole thirty years I've been on the air. Nobody's ever addressed it. This addresses some of the problems that I've been talking about for a long time. I don't I don't see anything bad in what y'all doing. I, I I got a couple questions though. You know, last year they passed this, this this tax deal with the income tax, and there was some triggers in there. And I noticed you're not mm -hmm. in favor of these triggers. And by the way, y'all passed the bill. Y'all brought it forward. It, it passed last year for these triggers to help us uh, start eliminating some things, give an income tax break to everybody. And, and I'm talking about everybody, not just government workers. And it also took that corporate franchise tax from 2.75 to 0.28. Why are you not including this in this? I'm just curious because I thought the trigger was one of the important selling points of the tax breaks last year. And I didn't vote for it, by the way, because somebody, we laughed. I fought with Daniel Erspomber, but I'm an outlier. The way I'm set up, my taxes actually went up. So I told him I'm not doing that. But the fact of the matter is I'm looking at something here that we got an opportunity to do something that the lawmakers promised, but yet you're not including this. Why? Well, it's not that it's including it or not. This doesn't affect the triggers themselves. Too. But it's not that I'm not in favor of the triggers. I love the triggers. I think the triggers are important. But you have to keep in mind when the triggers are proposed, were proposed, they were devised to take advantage of a robust, thriving economy. What could potentially happen? And I know everybody says, why you don't put more money to a rainy day fund? Well, two things. One is the rainy day fund with the money we have is going to be the highest it's ever been. It's never been above a billion dollars. We're going to have a billion dollars in the rainy day fund. So that's great. The other thing is if you squirrel away money in the rainy day fund, the chances are you could potentially hit the triggers at the same time, we are going to be facing a fiscal deficit when the 0.45 goes off. And again, nobody wants to pay more taxes. So that's definitely going to come off. Then we're also reallocating money from the sales tax generated from auto sales. It's going to go to infrastructure, which is good, but it leaves a hole in the state general fund. So the triggers could potentially, although well-intended, have a greater and more significant impact on what that deficit's going to be if they are triggered at the same time. So it's not I'm not in favor of the triggers. It's just uh, I, they could have a, a significant negative impact on the budget while it's a, a, we're addressing those other deficit issues. But but you know yourself, Z Zarang, uh, head appropriations chairman, he is appropriations chair. Uh, 
you know yourself, the point four five. Now I'm, I, you can call me pessimistic. I never seen this really remove a tax without adding another one. So we went from a penny to point four five. You really believe we're going to be able to stop that tax from from uh, from from going again? I mean, it, it, we've been paying extra taxes since Edward's been in, which is almost eight years. So my question to you is, how do you know the point four five is going to come off? Well, I don't know it, just like we don't know all these other triggers or everything that's going to be met, but we're planning for it. And the important thing is that the best way to ensure that the .45 rolls off, well, it's going to roll off, but that it stays off, is to put the state in a more sound fiscal position, which this does because, again, the money that we're working on within this budget, there's a projected $1.3 173 million deficit proposed for next fiscal year. Well, just within this bill, we're saving the state over 157, close to 160 million. That's going to take care of that. So as we build um, these uh, additional revenue sources or non-recurring funding sources for the next two years, that deficit will not be as great. And the economy, I think everyone hopes the economy is going to continue to improve. If the economy improves and we put in these sound fiscal measures, we can roll off the, the we can continue to grow our economy or it can continue to grow and not have to have or impose another point four five because we're doing these things yeah. to absorb that or take what was provided within that point four five with a sound better financial position of the I, state I know but the, the, you know when I start looking at budgets from 2015 16 from 27 to almost 50 billion dollars and that's a heck of a growth and I just I just wonder yeah. sometimes uh, I know you guys got a tough job I admit you do. But I wonder sometime that, you know, the things we need to do, like giving people back a little bit of money, we, we, you know, they, y'all trying to pass pay raises. I didn't say you, but y'all trying to pass pay raises for yourself. But this inflation is knocking the hell out of the average person out there. And we, not, we, not, we feel like when I looked at the triggers, I said, man, what, a, what opportunity to get somewhat of a break. Same thing with the point four five. You know, you wish it would roll off. It would give us a little bit of break. Uh, when we go out there and go shopping and buy things. And uh, the budget has really grown through the last few years. I don't see how our economy maintains it regardless of what happens. Well, and again, but the surest or the, the best possibility to having that roll off is to do these things. Again, if you put the money into the rainy day fund, it locks it up and can only be used if it's a deficit. You can only use a third of that. But what we're doing right now in paying off debt, just like if you, you know, you pay off your house note early, it frees up that money that, that you can put to other expenses. And so the budget that we're talking about now and talking growth, I mean, you can talk about the fiscal hawks in the past, but I doubt they've ever proposed a budget that only grows government by 0.18%, less than 1%. And in mm-hmm. fact, if you put the uh, exi- uh, existing operating budget, it actually reduces the growth of the government by 3%. So Let's, I, let... I think if... No, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. Yes, sir. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, again, these are the things that we can incorporate that will provide the opportunity to not have to reinstitute or utilize the 0.45 again. Well, this is the big problem, though. As you know, the Senate, Cortez, is pushing the heck out of spending every penny. So I would, I, I was just wondering if you went for the whole gusto. And by the way, I talked to some people, and they, 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 don't, they don't disagree with y'all trying to do. But I'm concerned about the Senate because they're going to add everything back in the bill, and then I'm concerned that we're going to have six people on a conference committee decide for everybody. That, that's my big concern. Now, you may be part of the six, but my concern is they come back and – they add everything back in on the spending side. I know it's always worked like that, but I'm just kind of concerned that we're going to give up, give in at the end. 
That's my big concern. Because if y'all don't, if y'all don't stop the insanity, uh, just spending, uh, it's not going to be stopped on the Senate side. We, we, everybody knows that. It's just not. Well, uh, again, I can't speak for the for the Senate, but I think when they recognize, they look at this bill. But also, we've built in within the budget that we do have. There's no doubt that the Revenue Estimating Conference is going to recognize additional dollars. Uh, it's estimated to be a hundred plus a million, somewhere around there, which would provide we have enough even cushion within the expenditure limit built into the budget that uh, we've proposed that allows for 450 million, 453 million. It'll probably be higher than that, but that they could spend before we even reach the expenditure limit. So even if they do start spending money, there is a cushion. And uh, ultimately, whatever they come back with, and that's part of the checks and balances, it has to come back to the House, and hopefully we can negotiate and work out a deal that's, that's best for everybody. You see any scenario where it comes back and y'all just can't agree, we got to go to a special session? Yeah, the more and more I'm talking to folks that, unfortunately, because, you know, you have to look at the opportunity. I don't, I don't, I can assure you, I don't think the governor is pleased with this budget. In fact, I heard he was at the press, the press conference yesterday, you know, saying that we're cutting education, you know, not prioritizing education, which is not true. But, you know, things within the budget, I'm sure he doesn't like. So even if it did make its way through the process, I'm sure he's going to probably object to some things that may result in us coming back into a special session. But the, the, the interesting thing, Moon, is that because it's the last term of a session, so it's not just two-thirds. You could, it requires three-quarters of the vote of the body on each body to pass anything in a special session in the last term. So if you think it's difficult to get two-thirds, try to get three-quarters. Yeah. I mean, my biggest concern is that I'm worried about our economy in the future. And I think a lot of it's been boasted by the federal government, and that's that's not a good thing. Hey, look, I got to let you go. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, come on anytime you want to. Z's Rang, head of appropriations. He is the chairman of appropriations committee in Louisiana. Thank you, Z. Thank you, Moon. All right. Thank you, Moon. All right, Bye-bye. appreciate it. All right, 844-766-6607 is the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Highline. By the way, Brett Guyman with the – He's with the conservative caucus. We'll join us at 9.30. We'll get his take on the budget. I think, and I've talked to Brett. Brett and him are happy with what, they, what Z and them are doing right now. My thing is, will they hold? We'll take a break. Be right back. All right, dude. Obama goes. Yep. in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that sauce and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So. Hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste 
of Superior Grill. You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880. Or visit GetASP now.com thinking of selling your property don't magnolia land management offers property planning with peace of mind we partner with landowners in louisiana to help them maximize the potential income that can be generated from their real estate we have more than 60 years of combined experience in land management to assist families with agriculture contracts deer and duck leasing timber harvesting and more there's always the potential for generated income in a piece of land and we help landowners maximize this Give Magnolia Land Management a call at 337-329-6742. The Caring Infra... Ooh. Back, Moon Grafon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. It's a Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Look, I call him Zero Z Zerang. The guys come on twice. I appreciate it. Come and talk to us. That's what every one of them ought to do. Every one of them. I, once again, come talk. Come visit. I, you know, it's a shame. I do my program out of Lafayette Page Court. Blank Page will not step in this building because of me. And all they got to do is come in and sit in and talk. I got a lot of questions for him. And same thing with Z the first time. We had a lot of questions. We went round and round. But, you know, appropriations deal. Uh, we'll see Guy. I'm going to come on in a, a few minutes and we'll visit with him. He's got uh, – we'll let him, you know, tell us what they think. They had a plan. They had a really good plan. It looks like uh, Z and M have ran with most of it, not all of it. I think the triggers ought to kick in. I think Daniel Erz Palmer and the, and, the, and the guys did a great go- job. The, 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 tr- the triggers – Kicking in, it cost the Treasury about $170 million. It's a, it's a $48 billion budget. Matter of fact, the one that I'm looking at right now shows that our budget, you heard him say 48. The one I'm looking at right now, 23 to 24, is over 50. When Edwards came into office, the budget was 27. That's what I'm saying, but, but how many breaks have businesses got? How many breaks have people got? Not many. And we don't have the economy to keep up with this. And that, that when Z said that, that, that bothers me. If, 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 and, I, and, and I'm not saying he said that. Edward said that in his butt. Him and Jada, if this happens and this happens. Well, betting on if, <laughs> good luck with that, by the way. But I appreciate him coming on. I appreciate him coming to talk to us. He's welcome anytime. All of them are welcome. Democrat, Republican, black, white, male, female. They're all welcome. They all can come on in. Now, uh, my concern is this, folks, and I told you at the end, Cortez, who's a leftist Republican on a great day, and Edwards and them, and he got the Senate in the, in the middle of his hand, and these Republicans in the Senate ought to slam them for wanting to spend, raise the spending cap. This plan that Z got and Guyman and them have is so much better. You know what it's going to let them do, Joe? It's going to let them spend over a billion dollars with their plan. In other words, what Z's doing and what... 
And guy, I'm going to talk billion dollars, extra money. It ain't enough. We need to spend every penny of it. And of course, you got the ignorance of the advocate telling people they ought to spend every. Advocates already come out and endorsed the pay raise. <laughs> Once again, using misinformation like they always do. So we got that a little later in the program. But the point being is this. The Senate and Cortez and them, and the Senate usually when John O'Leary are there, if anybody's going to screw it up, it's them. Okay? Number two, they're lining up with a woke governor. Page is lined up with – he was lined up with – you remember when we had the, the uh, veto session last year? And they did the woman's sports deal. And that was it. And they went home. That was because of Cortez and them. Cortez and them didn't want to stand and fight. There were 20 other bills, 15 to 20 bills, and they killed it, and Cortez was a part of that. He can't argue with me, folks. I got so many questions for him, and Shake's not. It's not even funny. Cortez cannot blank. Page cannot even argue with me on the point that he killed the veto session. There were all kind of bills in there that we should have passed, that we should have vetoed on, went over the governor, but we didn't because he cut a deal deal with the governor, just like he's cutting a deal with the governor now. The other thing is, this is going to all go down to six people. It always does in the committee conference. And what comes out of that, they bring them back to the Senate and the House. They never read the bill. They vote on it yes or no, up and down, up and down. I think that as far as Zerang and the Republicans in the House, you've already compromised enough. Stop. Hold your ground. Don't do the spending cap. Don't worry about Edwards and Cortez. They take a project out of your district Go tell your constituents what Cortez and Edwards has done to you. That's what you do when they start threatening you, and they are telling you you're not going to. They got Stuart Little, very little bishop, calling people in New Iberia, talking, you're not going to get your projects if you don't help us pass this spending cap. I mean, that's the kind of stuff they do. You need to come out. Come on this show. Say, I got a, I got a text or call from so-and-so. Come on the program. Tell us what he said. We'd love to have it. And share it. We'll take a break. Brett Guyman, Representative Guyman, joins us in just a few. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. has been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. 
a husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor, Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. LA 22 This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Representative Brett Guyman, who was mentioned in the advocate, is uh, with the Conservative Caucus. And uh, Brett, how you, Brett, how you doing? I'm doing good, sir. How are you this morning? Doing pretty good. All right. So let's, let's I, I did, I, in all fairness, I did visit with uh, Ziza Rang this morning, who's the head of appropriations. And now I want to come visit with you. I want you to talk a little bit about the proposal what you like about it, what you want to see change, or can you live with this? Let's let's start there. Well, I think um, congratulations to Chairman Zarang and, and the committee, which I'm a part of, by the way, Appropriations Committee. Um, I think what moved out of committee yesterday was, was really, honestly, way better than I ever expected um, in that first leg of the process. Um, very, very pleased with what left the committee. It needs, it needs work if you you know, in our eyes, you know, because we always want to get further into what we think we need to do. But uh, very, very pleased with what came out of the committee yesterday. And I don't know how much you and Chairman Zarang talked about the details, but we, we are pleased. Um, you know, they're using the they're paying some of the debt off and freeing up some recurring expenses and nothing came out of there that exceeds the expenditure limit. So two or three wins right off the bat for us. I, I noticed it looks like with the budget, first of all, you're not breaking the cap. You're not spending everything. But number two, you're still going to spend over a billion dollars in new money. And I, why ain't that enough? And I'm, I'm not talking to you as, or Z in the wrong way. I mean, why is that not well, enough? Because on the Senate side, they want to spend every penny, every penny they can get, every penny they think they can get, and every penny they can imagine. Well, so I would say this. Spending the money on debt is, is a good thing. And I know I don't know the exact number on top of my head of what came out of committee yesterday. I know that in our plan, our proposal for what we think we should do, the, the conservative, um, you know, legislators in the House, uh, it you know it's it, it exceeds or it's it's pushing about a billion dollars of paying down debt. Mm-hmm. Actually, actually a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So we are spending the money as well. We're just spending it on paying off debt, which is a very good return on investment. You free up your interest yeah. that you would be paying. You, you get to keep that. Plus, you you uh, free up those dollars that you would be spending each year making that note, paying that um, debt debt obligation off, just like you would on your mortgage mm-hmm. or, your, or your boat note or your car note or whatever. You pay it off. All of a sudden, that money's freed up yeah. for you to either hold on to in case of a shortfall, which we think is coming, or if we don't have a shortfall, we have that money available to, to build roads and bridges and whatever we want to do. Yeah, a couple other things, and I won't keep you too long, Brad. I'll get you out way before 10. Um, one segment to go. A couple other things. When you're reading the media, it's, oh, 
stripping teachers' pay raise. Not what y'all did. I want you to explain what was done so yeah. that the locals can raise the pay raise because I want people to understand it because when you're reading the articles, they got their spin and they got their, you know, just their opinion of it without getting yeah, into I, facts. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah I, I saw a little bit of, of what's been printed. I haven't had a chance to read all of it um, from the media, all the articles from the media, but Honestly, I think they're confused on what happened yesterday. Uh, Chris <laughs> Turner, representative, <laughs> representative, that's a nice way of putting it, I guess. Rep, Rep Chris Turner, who, who I also applaud for a very good idea and, and the courage to run the bill, uh, has moved a bill through the House that said in the point four five that you talk about all the time on your show, that almost half a cent sales tax is going to roll off in two years if it's not renewed. He is rededicating that money for the next two years to pay off the teacher's retirement debt obligation. You talk about that on your show all the time, too, the UAL. Mm -hmm. So he's saying take that money, pay off that debt. That frees up a lot of recurring dollars and the interest. It also frees up the local obligation to pay that retirement debt every month, mm -hmm. every paycheck. And it frees up enough money for the districts to do the pay raise, which we support, mm -hmm. but they're paying for it out of those local funds that are freed up by us paying off their debt. And I tried to keep that as simple as I could, but basically we're going to pay the debt off in, you know, in the plan as it exists now with a 0.45, we're going to pay it off. That frees up the money for the locals to give the raise. That's essentially what's happening. Yeah, because they, the local governments are paying the uh, interest or, or, or something toward the debt that we've they, got a problem with. They, 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 pay, yeah. right, they pay a percentage of payroll, just like, like you know, any business right. has a payroll tax, mm -hmm. a percentage of, you know, if they do retirement, it's a certain percentage. We have, we have spot-checked five parishes or four parishes. I think it was five. We just spot-checked them. Uh, ran the numbers, and all of those five parishes are able to either meet or exceed the two thousand dollar pay raise. Now they got to decide to do that, but that we yeah, but the it puts money it, is available. it puts it back on them. And and besides, the, the pay raise would be coming from local dollars, not state dollars. What's wrong with that? Yeah, no, uh, well, they, they, we don't think anything's wrong with it. We we love our teachers. We want we want them to get paid. We just think that. Uh, the state, you know, obligation versus local obligation, it needs to be shifted back to the locals, you know, in our opinion. Uh, the, the second part of that conversation is the plan that we we put on paper, and I think you probably have seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, we were going to do the same thing, same result. We were just going to pay the teacher retirement debt off with some of the surplus and excess revenue dollars that are available for us right now. So so same result, just different method of, of getting there. What about uh, at least in its current form. What about when the, the the media once again, not informed too well at all, writing articles, uh funding for early childhood programs gonna be stripped and we're not gonna have money for roads and bridges. I, I, well, again, I haven't seen all of what they've written. What I what I did read uh the the, the few things that I have read there they're also mixing recurring dollars with non-recurring dollars, Absolutely. meaning that they're saying, "Well, hey, hey, if you know these guys are using all this excess revenue to do all these things, and they could have done teacher pay with it." No, not true, because those those, as you know, surplus money is not only allowed to be used on certain things, and you can't do pay with it. So they're 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 mixing apples and oranges. It they, they're just they just get all upset whenever we want to quote reduce and shrink the size of government or slow the growth mm -hmm. rate in government. 
um, th- that just scares the heck out of them. And, and you know, I, I did a few text messages with the media as they were tweeting yesterday while we were debating the bill where they were tweeting out things that were just not accurate. And, I, you know, in a nice way, I just text them and say, hey, that's not really accurate. You know, you're not, you're not comparing apples to apples. And, you know, I don't know where that went. They corrected it or not. But they, they get alarmed over something that they really don't need to be alarmed on. Moon, you know this as good as anybody. This extra money we have has to be spent wisely. Mm-hmm. It's a generational opportunity for us to actually do something amazing in the state of Louisiana for the first time in really my political career uh, to be able to actually do something that puts us on the spotlight across the whole entire country, uh, showing, hey, look what these guys in Louisiana did. And I don't want us to blow it. And we're working really, really hard to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, Representative Brett Guy, a couple other things. I asked Z uh, about the point four five, and he felt like that would come off. Are you optimistic that the point four five, when it's uh, said and done, will come off the books? I'm not. Every time I see a tax going, they either keep expanding it or I, I think, they, they, yeah, I think it's cha- I think it's challenging. I think it's challenging, and the reason that it's cha- and the reason and because of that reason, that's why we're trying to set us up for victory in the next administration. We are trying to make sure that we don't have our backs against the wall every single day. And, and, and you know, how, how could you dare get rid of a .45 with all that money that we need and all the shortfalls we have? So we're trying very hard to position ourselves to not be in that situation where we can actually debate the .45 on the merits of whether you should renew it or not mm-hmm. and not debate it on the fact that, oh, my gosh, if you don't renew it, you know, the world's going to end. But that's what's and, coming, and though. That's, that's what's coming. We've been hearing that the whole time you've been a, well, a now, lawmaker. Agreed, agreed. So we, we, with this opportunity before us, if we pay all this debt off and we free up all those recurring dollars and we free up money that comes in every month, again, you know, to equate it to us in everyday life, it'd be like paying your house off or paying your car note off. And now that next month comes, you don't have to spend that money. That's what we're trying to do so that we don't have to rely on the point four five. Um, I, you know, how successful we're going to be by the time it gets through, these bills get through the Senate and come back to the House and, and get the governor's signature, I, I don't know. But I can tell you we're leaving the Appropriations Committee better in a better spot than I thought we would. Okay. We're missing the trigger, the, the deposit in the rainy day fund, the trigger that would give the taxpayers a break. That's something we're going to fight really hard to, to get on, you know, as it goes through the process. But we're in a pretty good position as of now, but we are good. concerned. Yeah. We are concerned, but we are in a good position yeah, as two, of now. Two. One more thing. I, when I talked to Z yeah. about that. He he just, he just was worried about the point four five having to come off when the triggers are going to kick in. He said he didn't think they could handle that. That's why he was not in favor of that. Now, that's his word, not mine. I'm not, I don't even care. You told me what you want to do, and I agree. The other thing that bothers me is you know the Senate, and, and, and look, Cortez is out there. I'm with Edwards. We want to spend everything. I mean, he's out there. I don't have to tell you that. He's out there. It's, all, it's also known that the Senate got their votes. They're ready to roll. They're ready to spend every penny. And that's a shame because you got 27 Republicans. But the biggest, yeah, thing I want, the biggest thing I want to bring up is this is going to go down to a conference committee with six people. And I know that's the normal way of doing things, but it also bothers me because that means when it well, comes it, back, you might vote for something that you really don't want to vote for. Well, that, that is that is the playbook that gets run pretty much every year, you know, since I've been here. And we are also aware of that. And as we plan strategy, we're aware that at the end of the day, they might send something back that is awful. 
we don't know. I'm not speaking for the Senate, sure. um, but and I haven't really even talked to many of them yet uh, individually. But assume they send something back we don't like. We just have to be courageous enough to say no. And and look, 36 people hold the expenditure limit. Um, I am very, very convinced that we have 36 people who are absolutely not going to bust the expenditure limit. So that that's the first victory in itself. If that's all we get, that's a huge, huge victory. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we, and praying your 36 holds together. <laughs> I don't have as much confidence as you, brother. <laughs> well, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this straight up, and everybody that's listening will know it's no secret. We have to hold. It's just that simple. If we don't hold, we, 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 we lose every other battle along the way. But if we hold, we're going to get some victories. We may not get everything in the plan. We understand that. But we're going to get some victories. By the way, the, but we have to hold. The media called what y'all were doing by holding tyranny out of the mouth of the advocate. Uh, tyranny. I can't believe tyranny. y'all trying to do I read it yesterday. I shared it on the program. That's the ignorance of the editorial board at the advocate. I mean, he's so whacked out. It's not even funny. And by the way, all yeah, that well, tweeting going on in Twitter, my account is uh-huh. open. I'm getting ready to be right there with him. <laughs> oh, <Murphy. laughs> yeah, difference out world. Here comes moon. Yeah, huh? the difference is I'm going to tweet. I'm going to tweet at the media because they deserve it. Like you said, when they put out misinformation. Make sure you grammar check everything before you hit send, okay? No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to send it moon style. <laughs> All right. Representative Brett Gow, I know uh, you got to go, but uh, thanks for your comments. Yeah, bro. thank you. All right, bud. We'll thank that. you, Moon. I appreciate you. All thanks. Right. Bye-bye. Twitter, here I come. Joe's going, wow. Can't wait for this one. Joe, you may be writing about more crap than you thought. <laughs> Personally very excited to see you take on Twitter. Well, got to. I have no choice. I've been forced to. Uh, who's forcing me into it? Me. I think it's time to have some fun with these guys, especially the media. They, you heard him say they tweeting out all this stuff that ain't accurate. Why about if I tweet out some stuff that is accurate? All right, we'll take a break. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. about how you spend your money in retirement what comes to mind probably travel sunny beaches and spoiling your grandchildren but a recent survey found that over 30 percent of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes baby boomers were told for years to save money in their iras and 401ks and pay taxes later well now that day has arrived and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to uncle sam john blanchett and the matthew james financial group can help what if you could Protect all mostly retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. I do want to mention my good friends at Louisiana Sportsman Coalition. This coalition is working to protect public access to our tidally influenced waters. There's a group called Louisiana Sportsman Coalition that's fighting for you and me to be able to fish all the waterways that we can't fish anymore. Folks, I'm telling you, if you like to fish, and even if you don't like to fish, this ought to be an important cause to you. You can't just call private water, I mean, public waterways private property. And that's what we do in Louisiana. So 80% of this tidally influenced waters down south or now you can't fish them. So why call it Sportsman's Paradise? Bassmasters ain't coming here anymore because they said the, 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 the rules of trying to get to places are so stringent, and the laws are so stringent, they're not coming anymore. And, uh, and so 
I'm asking you to join Louisiana Sportsman's Coalition. It's called joinlasc.com, joinlasc.com. We need people with the money to fight to keep us, the voices out there, to fight for us to be able to go fishing where we need to go, which is in our public waters. It's very important. Joinlacs.com. Great to have you with us, 844-766-6607. is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Appreciate Brett Gaiman. Appreciate Z coming on talking. Hey, folks, this is what I've been talking about. You heard Brett say it a couple of times. Moon, that unfunded accrued liability. Joe, it might have even been in the day when you was in Natchitoches listening to me. Okay? I talked about this a lot for my last, I've been on the air 30 years in August. But for 25 years, I've been the only one in the state of Louisiana ever cared about that. These guys do this. Ladies and guys do this. This is really big because, but Edwards don't want to do this. And Paige Cortez don't want to do this. They just want to keep spinning it away because they're not going to be there. That's what I'm saying, Joe. You might not remember that. Now, you probably remember me talking about Steli. But <laughs> no, I, I remember that. And I remember our, our very favorite phrase from, from back in that time, that? Which, kicking the can down the road. Oh, yeah. You use that a lot. We did kick the can down. And we're still kicking the can. I can't so dented, they had to put another can in the game. And and so, you know, it's amazing, though. I, I, the longer I sit here, the, the, the more I wonder if there are some people now realizing that, you know, we, we can't keep doing what we've been doing. I've been criticized, cut, fired, everything under the sun, and uh, for the wrong reason. For the wrong reasons. You know, I've been thankful for the stations that, uh, that have us and been having us for some – Five or six of these stations over 20 years. One almost 30. And I'm very thankful. I was in, a, you know, this this fall, 25 years here. You know, 24 years at, uh, in Lake Charles, over 20 years in Shreveport and Ellis. And thankful, just thankful we stick around. But the things I've been talking about, I'm watching people now talk about them and write about them. Except the advocate, because they're so damn crazy. But... We can't keep just spending money and expect different results. And that's what Cortez, who, by the way, I'll say it again, if you knew behind the scenes, I went crazy when they said they were going to make him parish president. But did you know him? No, I watched him. He was weak, 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 weak. He never stood up for anything. Now I find out if it's gambling, he's there. Make his buddy next door, you know, make a lot of money. But all this stuff, man, we, you got to call the senators. People like, the Walmart greeter. Well, how you doing, Moon? How's Miss Tanya? Hey, Maddie's doing. Great to see you. The Walmart greeter, Fred Mills, who's been a liberal Democrat all his life, but he ran as a Republican. Mike Reese, I want to be Senate president. How about old yellow, Mark Abraham? When is he going to have a conservative bone in his body? Who runs around? That life Life uh, votes and uh, and lobby. Look, look at me. Yeah, but what, when you stood up 
I'm going to be shocked if somebody like Senator Heather Cloud votes for this budget to break the spending cap. It's got, listen, it's not a matter. The Senate, to, the senators with their weak, 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 Brad Allen, ask him if he's going to vote to break the spending cap. Of course he is. Got to spend money for his son so he can be the next senator there. Son's a nice guy, man. He ate lunch with him. Super guy. That's all set up for them. You know? So you got to have 36 Republicans in the House out of 71 to say, no, enough is enough. Let's stop this. Because what they're pushing and what the advocate and what the media is pushing down our throat is all based off a lie. Based off a lie that we're going to change the state if we can give, if we can spend this money. All of a sudden, y'all think, y'all, listen, y'all really think we're going to fix roads and bridges? Really? What what part of history in the state of Louisiana that I can look to to say, yep, them boys fixed them roads? Don't tell me the time program because that ended up being a joke. They fixed the very few roads. They can't even maintain them because it's not a priority. The spending cap should not be busted. If it's not busted and you go by what Guyman and Caesar Rang said, they still going to spend over a billion dollars extra for the year. And you can book the lobbyists all down there saying, don't listen to the dumbest, dumbass on a radio program. We should have never listened. Okay, let's back up, Joe. Let's go back in the day. Just think if they would have listened to me on the unfunded accrued liability. 20 Five years ago, where would we be? Just think if they would have listened to anything I said about it. Just think, Joe, if we did something about tort reform 25 years ago. Just think if we would have made this a friendly business state 25 years ago. We would be saying, come on, people from Texas. We're kicking their butts. We might have roads. We'd have roads built. How would you have an $18 billion backlog if they had listened to me and made that a priority? And if we pay teachers 100000 like I said we should, that's off the table. Then we ain't going to worry about raising teachers' pay. But we didn't do anything. That dumb dummy on there, he don't know how it's played. No. I was the only one out of 330 million people. My buddy CB Fagosta wouldn't even touch John Alario. And I said back then, how can you keep saying this guy's a god and a goddess or whatever you want to call him? In politics, when he when we watch people leaving out migration, our kids wouldn't be leaving. Our business community would be thriving. And I would say, hey, Joe, how's your son, Joe Jr.? Oh, man, he just graduated and got a great job in Alexandria, Monroe, or Lafayette, or Shreveport, or New Orleans, or Baton Rouge, or, or Manny. That's what we'd be here. Oh, yeah, Joe and him. Oh, yeah, he met a young girl. Yeah, they stand here. Both got good jobs here. No, 25 years ago, the dummy on, 30 years ago, the dummy on the air. Oh, no, I don't believe nothing. He don't know. Who does he know? Hate to say I was right, so I won't. But God have mercy, it hurts to still be talking about the same thing. But take a break. You're listening to the Moongraphone Show. show that's not immune to facts the dan bongino show and here on news talk 96.5 kpel this place has a pulse you hear it in the canopy feel it in the ground life 
fully illuminated, engulfs you. From the birds singing in the treetops above to the tiniest insects in the soil below, you take a deep, cleansing breath, filling your lungs with the essence of the forest. Now, imagine it's all gone. Healthy, life-giving forests reduced to nothing. No singing birds, no lush canopy, and water and food in short supply around the world. Time is running out to protect our forests, and without our love, they can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our forests. Visit World Wildlife Fund at wwf.org slash love. News Talk, 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Playing the military to the border. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News President. Biden may do that as they get ready for the end next week of a Trump-era COVID policy expected to lead to a spike in illegal immigration on top of a record surge. Title 42 is set to end on May 11th. The health policy was used to justify turning many migrants away at the border during the pandemic. Now, sources tell Fox News the Biden administration is considering sending as many as 1,500 active-duty troops to the border to perform administrative and transportation tasks. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal in the fight against drugs being smuggled in. The Justice Department just announced 288 arrests cracking down on fentanyl and opioid trafficking. There's news out of Oklahoma. A woman says she's been told her daughter and three grandchildren are among the seven bodies found yesterday in the search for two missing teenage girls. Nathan Brewer's daughter Brittany was one of those girls. I really, I really don't know. I'm just lost. Like I said, I still think she's going to walk up behind me because she was kind of like my right-hand sidekick. The last of the seven found dead was a convicted rapist who was also being sought. A week before congressional leaders go to the White House for talks on raising the dead limit ahead of a possible June 1st U.S. default, the Senate's Democratic leader calls again to pass a bill to increase U.S. borrowing without the spending cuts House Republicans want to attach. Chuck Schumer claims the GOP plan... Slashes child care, cuts Pell Grant funding, even takes aims at programs as popular and beneficial as Meals on Wheels. I mean, do Republicans seriously think that that's the way to avoid default? House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says their proposed cuts rein in reckless spending. On Wall Street, a sell-off as the Fed meets to consider another possible interest rate hike maybe tomorrow. The Dow's down 520 points. The Surgeon General's warning us about loneliness, saying about half of Americans have reported feeling lonely, which he calls as bad for our health as smoking a dozen cigarettes a day, urging people to use phones less and connect in person more. America's listening to Fox News. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, Call the Dell Technologies Advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Do you have heart failure and often hear, Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, or ATTRCM a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. 
Sponsored by Court-appointed special advocates or CASA are specially trained volunteers that help secure safe homes for abused and neglected children. Don't let these innocent victims slip through the cracks of our complicated legal system. Get involved today. Call CASA at 268-5111. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m., on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome back. Moon Griffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. If you'd like to be part of the program, you can always email me, moon at moongriffon.com. If you'd like to be, get in touch with us that way. All right. We're honored to have uh, Congressman Mike Johnson joins us. Congressman Johnson, how you doing? Hey, brother. Doing all right. How about you? Well, I just wanted to know if you was having fun yet. That was all. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't had fun in a few years now. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty bad in D.C. Yeah, I, I tell you, it, it don't look like it's going to get better anytime soon. Uh, a couple of different directions. I'm going to go with you. Let's uh, let's go budget. Uh, y'all did pass a budget out out the house. Not one Democrat voted for it. I know y'all lost four Republicans. I'm not worried about that. But you did get it passed with the 217 votes that you needed. Talk talk a little bit about the budget budget because sometimes I'm trying to figure out uh, there's some spending cuts. And by the way, with the spending cuts, where we're real good, climate and things of that nature, but it did increase the debt ceiling. So explain that to people, because when I look at it, I go, you got to win over here, but we, we did increase the debt ceiling. So talk about how this is supposed to really work out. Yeah. So, well, we, we did, it is an, uh, an increase in the debt limit, but it's a responsible debt limit increase. And let me tell you what that means. So we, we did it in exchange for these pro-growth, you know, cost-saving policies that we've been needing to push for a long, long time. We use the debt limit deadline as the, the kind of the, 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 the we use it as a, as, a, as a tool basically to get what we wanted. What we, what we voted on last week was the biggest cut in spending in American history, okay? The, the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, estimates it to be about $4.8 trillion in spending. All right. And it's in a lot of categories, cutting a lot of fat that we don't need that has been counterproductive to the economy. But what it's going to do is responsibly lift uh, that, that debt limit through March 31 of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so or, or by one point five trillion, whatever occurs sooner. Uh, but but we did that in exchange for these cuts. And so we, what we what we know we have to do is we've got to get 
uh, spending under control. We have a thirty, almost thirty-one and a half trillion dollar federal debt. You and I have talked about it many times, and it, it, we are not spending our money anymore. We're not even spending our children's money. We're now writing checks that belong to our grandchildren. It's immoral. It's mm-hmm. going to destroy the economy, and we got to get on top of it. And that's what we try to force through. Yeah, what I'm going to ask you: Why can't any Democrats see that? How, you know, Mike. You know, and I'm a little older than you. Uh, you're going to probably say a lot, and that may be true too, but. I've never, uh, I don't understand our financial way of thinking. Debt is not a great thing. It's not a good thing. I didn't say some debt is not okay, but, but debt overall, like we're spending, $32, 34000000000000 trillion in the hole. Uh, Biden's last budget would go to $51 trillion. How come is nobody cares about what happens tomorrow, next week, and next year, and 10 years from now? Everything is, let's just think, keep things going like it is now. At least people are eating. I don't I don't understand why there's no responsibility there. Well, because they're engaging in fantasy economics, okay? And and what does that mean? Well, a large number, probably the majority of of Democrats uh in Washington have subscribed to what they call modern monetary theory, which is just unicorn and you know economics. Basically it just in summary in layman's terms, modern monetary theory means there's no limit to what the federal government can can and should spend because we we own the printing presses. I mean, literally, in the last Congress before we took the Republican majority back in this January, um, the, the the chairman of the Budget Committee in the House said that that in national interviews he said there's no limit on what we can spend. Inflation wow. is not a real concern. He said interest rates are low. Now's the time to dream big about what government can do for people. Well, now you see the laws of economics are just like the law of gravity. You can't defy them. It's going to happen. So when they when they increased the 10-year spending trajectory by 10 trillion dollars, yeah, yeah. okay? Since President Biden took office in January 2021, that's the number. They've increased spending by 10 trillion dollars. These are the effects that you're going to have. You're going to have skyrocketing inflation. You're going to have less jobs. You're going to have less economic growth. And, and now we put ourselves in jeopardy to our, to our, our adversaries. China's watching this. Of course, Russia, Iran, North Korea. It's a very dangerous thing. And, and, and they seem not to want to acknowledge the reality of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the part that blows my mind. I see it in Baton Rouge, but I see it in Washington big time. It's like, okay, so we run up a bunch of debt. Who does it hurt? It hurts the American people. And we're also watching a record inflation. And I got to tell you, when you go to the grocery store, gas pump, wherever, it's a lot more expensive, a lot more expensive to eat out. Sooner or later, that's going to stop and slow people down, slow our economy down, and really hurt us in the long run. And I've watched other countries, Mike, and I know you you, you got some historian in you being an attorney. Uh, you watch Venezuela and Cuba. Well, we didn't have those kind of economies. Some of those people like Venezuela, they were, they were a lot more free than they are now, and they decided to go to the socialist Marxist. And and it, and it destroyed that country from within, totally wiped it out. No, yeah, that's right. Venezuela had one of the greatest, hottest economies on the globe before the socialists took over. And they destroyed it in a very short uh, period of time. About three years ago, I, I, I took a trip with McCarthy and some other members of Congress down there to see it for ourselves. We stood on the border of Venezuela. And on the day that we were there, about 27,000 people fled Venezuela into Colombia, which is no you know, safe mm-hmm. haven, right? Mm-hmm. But they were fleeing because their, their inflation rate on the day we were there, literally, their inflation rate was over 1 million percent. You couldn't buy a loaf of bread unless you had a, a wheelbarrow full of, of cash, right? Um, that is what happens in an economy when people subscribe to these cockamamie economic theories. You know, it, it, again, the law of economics does not but, change. It but, is... 
No, but here's the problem, and, and I hate to put it back on people and me, including everybody. People keep reaching out and voting for Democrat, and I, I, it's not Democrat anymore. A friend of mine said it's socialist, Marxist, whatever you want to call it. It's mm-hmm. not the Democrat Party of John Kennedy. It's not even the Democrat Party of Bill Clinton. It's not. It's not no. even close. Yet people are voting in a way that when it happens, they can turn around and we can blame the elected officials all we want to. But the bottom line is we're voting for these people who are doing this in the, in the name of, you know, we can't tell the difference between a boy and a girl. I mean, it's all this craziness going on now. You know, it's it's a really important point. Um, this is not the same debates that we were having, you know, a generation ago, even, even 10 or 15 years ago. It's right. not a, a battle between R's and D's anymore. This is quite literally a battle between worldviews, between philosophies about, you know, who we are as a country and where we're headed, what we're going to be. And, you know, if, if you rewound the clock 20 years, 30 years ago, um, the two-party platforms, certainly in like, you know, JFK's time, there, was, there wasn't a whole lot of difference between the two platforms. They basically were seeking the same end. They just had a little bit different ideas mm-hmm. on the size and scope of government and how they would get there. Now you have two totally different uh, philosophies, two totally different sets of goals. And the Democrat Party, as you said, has become a socialist party. Socialism never ends well. As I told a big group of, of uh, college students uh, two weeks ago in a big auditorium where I was speaking, I said, you got to remember Marxism, communism, socialism. It begins with the wrong premise. First of all, it begins with the idea that there is no God. The state becomes the God. And and the, the what communism, what Marxism do is they destroy that belief set, they, they attack religion, they attack the institution of the family because they want you to have all your allegiance to the state itself, to the powerful people in charge, and it, it always ends badly. You know, The murder of tens of millions of innocent people just in the 20th century alone is, is what that results in. And so we can't have that. It's not American. We began with a very different premise that our rights come from God, not government. We're all made equal. We're trying to make a more perfect union. If we turn the road and go down to socialism, uh, we're going to end this grand experiment itself. Well, they're, they're, it's not just uh, Mike Johnson, Congressman Mike Johnson, my special guest. It's not just socialism when it comes to our money. It's in our total culture and the breakdown of the culture, which frustrates me. So we're fighting a lot of battles at one time. Uh, we don't know what a boy and a girl is anymore. I mean, we're just fighting battles. We, we kill a baby because you can. Uh, marriage. I mean, you just they've, they've changed so many things that we're fighting right now that we kind of forget. And so money-wise, if somebody's eating, we're all eating. We still go. I'm sure if you and your bride want to go out to eat, you can. But what happens when that stops? What happens when you just, and, and And spending this money is going to stop. I even tell our state legislature, y'all keep spending all this money. Y'all go and get high on this crap. Sooner or later when it stops, what economy in Louisiana is going to keep up with the spending problem that we have? Well, that's right, and it, it's a whole lot more than where you have uh, dinner reservations with your wife. We're, we're literally talking about the liberty, the opportunity, the security of the next generation of Americans. You know, when we talk to young people, I remind them, there is no guarantee that you're going to have the same freedom, the same uh, amenities, the same protection that your parents and grandparents had. You cannot take that for granted. It is in jeopardy right now, more than it's ever been. You know, July yeah. 4th, we turned 247 years old as a nation. We don't know how long this is going to last. We better fight for the core principles or we're going to lose it all. I I tell you this, Mike, and you can go back to the blood of Jesus. Uh, Freedom, the only way people have ever gotten freedom is through blood. Okay? And if you lose it and you think somebody's going to come along and everybody goes, okay, let's do this now, and everybody's going to be happy, we all go back and be free, you're foolish. 
Because you go well, look at these mm. countries that have only known Marxism, socialism, and communism. And I remember when I think it was Russia that were trying to be more of a democracy, people were starving to death because they didn't know what to do. Their dependency right. level is all they ever knew. Well, that's being trained in America today, and that, that, that's what bothers me. Exactly right. And, and as Reagan said so well, freedom is not inherited in the bloodstream. You have to fight for it. You have to pass it down. You have to teach it to the next generation so that it's not lost. And, and right now we have a growing number, you know, we talk about this all day, but, you know, most of the universities have been overtaken by people who oh, yeah. are, you know, socialist, communist sympathizers. They're indoctrinating the next generation instead of educating them. And this is what it is going to yield. Uh, we got to get on top of this. And hopefully people will wake up because they see they're beginning to now see the very real effects of this misguided policy. And it, it has implications all across the culture, as you said. Do you have 10 minutes left or you need to go? Yeah, no, I'll hang on. Let me take a quick break. We'll come back five or six minutes. Segment Congressman Mike Johnson, Louisiana Congressman. Take a break. Be back. You're listening to the Moon Performance Show. Hi, I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company. And I'd like to invite you to our upcoming public auction this Saturday at 10 a.m. in Jennings, Louisiana. This live auction with online bidding will include late model, low hour construction equipment, tractors, vehicles, government surplus, and much more. We are located along I-10 in Jennings, Louisiana. To view our inventory or bid online, go to GwynnAuctions.com. When using maps, simply search Gwen Auction Company. We hope to see you at the auction. Have you heard about StockUpon.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at StockUpon.com. That's StockUpon.com. Don't forget it, StockUpon.com. Folks, my friends at Schumacher Homes are committed to making the custom home building process as enjoyable and hassle-free as possible. They recently took home Gold, the National Association of Home Builders, for best virtual sales experience from their website. Hey, that means it was easy, people liked it, and they loved what they got into. It provides homeowners with the opportunity to customize their dream home all from the conference of their current home. How about that for service? Plus, it even features an online floor plan finder to help you find a perfect match for your needs. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. Go to the website. Website account area is free. It is a great way to start exploring building your custom home. They're going to build it from start to finish. They're going to walk with you every step of the way. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. If you want a custom home and you want it built right and you want to be proud of it, you owe it to yourself to go to SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. I promise you, when you go there, it's going to be an experience like no other. SchumacherHomes.com. Let them build that custom home for you. Finding great people. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. Matthew James Hotline. 844-766-6607. Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Congress Mike Johnson, my special guest. Mike, I, I, I didn't want you to get out of here just yet because... The Weaponization Committee, can you give us an update on where we are? I mean, I, I, could, I could probably tell you what I read, but that don't necessarily where we are because when you're looking at the media, they don't, they don't exactly put out anything favorable to the Republican Party. Mike, are you there? 
Hello. I hear it. You hear it? Hey, Mike. Put it on hold. Put him back on the deal. Okay. That's some kind. All right. Mike, are you there? Hey, Congressman Johnson, are you there? Hey, I'm here, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I, I could hear you in the background. But anyway, my question was, I know I wanted to bring this up, the weaponization committee that you're on. You know, what you read, I could tell you what I read, but I don't always think the media puts out everything that y'all are trying to, to do. Where are we with the weaponization committee? What have you learned so far? Mm. Okay, we, we literally lost him again. Mike, you there? Oh, never mind, Mike. I bet I got you now. You got me. Sorry. Okay. Congress, no, apologize. You lost your anyway. All right, let me do this one more time. Third time, by the way, Mike, and that's your fault. Uh, Congressman, <laughs> the Weaponization Committee, you yep. read about stuff. I can tell you everything I read, but then I don't know how much of it was true. So my question is real simple. Where are we with the Weaponization Committee? And what, what have you found out that you feel like that people need to know about? Great question. Thank you for asking. So this has occupied a lot of our time in this Congress. It's a target-rich environment for investigation. When we created the Select Committee on, on the Weaponization of the Federal Government, the Democrats balked and said, oh, this is just hyperbolic. This is for drama. Well, now we know that our instincts were exactly right. We have whistleblowers coming out of the woodwork moon from all these federal agencies. Remember now, these federal agencies are designed to serve and protect the American people, and we know they now are being used against them. The Biden administration is using agencies that are supposed to be nonpartisan, of course, to serve all the American people. They're using them for partisan political purposes. And you can go down the list, the alphabet soup, the Centers for Disease Control, IRS, FTC, the ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms. The FBI, the Department of Justice itself, are being used against the people. And so we've had all these hearings. We have many more scheduled in the weeks ahead where we're, we're having the whistleblowers come forward and testify. We're had, we've had journalists like Matt Taibbi who exposed the Twitter files. You know, just one example there. They, it shows what we knew was happening in the last two election cycles. The Biden White House and the FBI were meeting regularly with social media platforms to censor and silence conservatives and conservative candidates on the social media platforms. I mean, it's just, you can't make this stuff up. It's frightening. It, it, they're doing a steamroll over the First Amendment and all of our other uh, you know, fundamental freedoms, and we have to put a stop to it. But, Mike, they're not, this is not getting a play in the media. I know you can't do nothing yeah. about that because they're trying to protect their people. Shows how evil the media has gotten. Wow, they've gotten so evil. But... They, you know, they're not, they're not showing all this. And so what you're telling us is, like I said, we can read in certain places about it, but not in a lot of places. So here's my question. What do you think comes of all this? Will something ever come of this? Can y'all have the power to do something? Yeah, I was on Charlie Kirk's radio show uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was expressing his frustration that his, uh, the turning point folks have and that all of us have. And I said, Charlie, I, I agree with you. You know, we're, we're only one house of Congress. We only have the majority in one house, right? We're using it. Every tool in the in the arsenal, in the toolbox we're using right now. I said, but you have to remember, um, I, I don't have the authority and I don't have the power in Congress to, you know, arrest anybody to put them on trial in a court. What I can do is put them on trial in a court of public opinion. What we can do is investigate and uncover the facts and, and reveal them for the American people. And, and what we can do is bring about reforms in the legislative process to make sure these abuses never happen again. 
ultimately the safeguard here is, um, you know, it, it would be an impeachment of some of these officials, except that we can't get that done through the, Demo- the Chuck Schumer Democrat-led Senate, of course, right? Um, so the ultimate remedy is the next election cycle. That's it. In, in their wisdom, the founders, they couldn't have imagined this kind of corruption, but they set up a system where we have those checks and balances where the people can go to the ballot and, 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 and remove those who are engaged in these nefarious activities that are literally destroying the country right now. Okay? If, if and so the, we, our, our challenge is to get that word out. That's why your voice is so important and others like you. you got to help us amplify this so that the people understand what the stakes are. I think as the election gets closer, I think you'll see more and more attention to it. Yeah, um, I just We certainly hope that's true. I'm getting more concerned about the American people understanding what's at stake. And we saw in the last election. I mean, Georgia has given us two woke, woke United States senators. Okay, and yeah. then we didn't win the House holy by. I mean, we won it, give credit, but we didn't get it like we should have. That's what bothers me. We're counting on every election cycle to change something, and we just can't seem to get over the top. And that's that's that seems to be the problem. The American people got to wake up more than Mike than Congressman Mike Johnson. Yeah, well, that's right. And but you know, they can only they can only smother these stories for so long. The Hunter Biden laptop is a perfect example. It's beginning to pop up now. Mainstream media outlets are having to cover it. Um, you know, they, they've conspired to keep that out of the public side. They certainly tried to bury it during the, the last election cycle, the last presidential cycle. It would have made a difference if people had known. But but now, um, you know, you can only suppress the truth for so long. And so I'm optimistic you know, that we can get that word out and more and more pe- people will wake up and they'll realize the things that we're suffering through right now are the direct results of policy choices by the people in charge, the Democrats in charge, mm-hmm. and by their efforts to to corrupt the system and to censor and silence opposing viewpoints. This is not who we are as Americans. Congressman Mike Johnson, thank you, sir. God bless. Appreciate it. You got it, my friend. All right, we'll come back. More to come. Don't go nowhere. Just, you're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor... Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Don't forget my good friends at Stein, and that's one of those great Louisiana companies. All you have to do is go to steinhome.com, steinhome.com, and check out their big sale they have going on now. They have the brochure on the website for you to go check out, but they got everything on the website. They got special financing for 12 months as well. So if you're looking for a big deal, you're one of those people that are looking for something in the garden area, lawnmowers or flowers or things of that nature, you need to go to steinhome.com. Wow, they got all the big names waiting on you. Better brands right here at Stein. So check them out at steinhome.com. They got a 2023 outdoor power equipment catalog, a new 16-page catalog available in all the stores now. Steinhome.com, Steinhome.com. Listen to me. Pick up your artist curbside 
They got drive-through lumberyard. Stein is that great Louisiana company I've been bragging about for many, many years. And you can order online and go pick it up. Choose the better bucket. Our friends at Stein. Steinhome.com. Steinhome.com. Dr. Dacre. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. New pet dreams. Will he catch frisbees? Will she be friendly? Will he chase balls? And lifelong wishes. Will Will they they be be healthy? healthy? Start with regular veterinary exams. Call your veterinarian today. A message from your local veterinarians. Hi, y'all all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us as we rock and roll. 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Wealth and Management Hotline. And it is a it is a joy to have the gentleman on. He's been on here a couple of times before. Y'all hear us brag about Schumacher Holmes. Well, I got the president, Mr. Paul Schumacher, with us. Paul, how you doing, bud? Good. Hey, Moon. Great Paul, to be on. Thanks for having me. Paul, I'm, I'm still waiting for you to come catch some of these redfish. I'm just telling you, my God told me, he said, tell, tell a man when he wants to come, we're going to put him on it because I know you enjoy doing that when you get a chance to. Uh, you, you beat me to the punchline. I was going to ask you, we, we still haven't gone red fishing yet. So I'm, wait, I'm okay, waiting. We're on the same page there. Hey, I'm waiting for a gentleman by the name of Paul Schumacher to call me and tell me when he's ready. I, I can promise you we're going to go. Hey, let's do this first of all. Tell, tell people. You know, you got to do a long version of uh, how you started the company and, and talk a little bit about, we're going to talk about the company and what y'all provide for people, but just a little background on the company, Schumacher Homes. Yeah, so uh, we we started the company, you know, gosh, it's been 32 years now, and, and it really built around the whole premise is, is, you know, an affordable custom home for everyone, not just the few. So in order to do that, I always tell customers, you know, when you when you start out, in the home building process, I think the first thing you want to do is get the perfect plan just right for you and your family. So way back when we, we've been developing our customization process, and I guess it's been evolving for 32 years, but we, you know, we have a full design team that will take any of our plans and will customize it any way you want that the customer wants it on the inside and the outside. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people that's the most important, you know, starting point in building a home. It's got to get the plan right. And that's the beauty of it. When you build, you get it exactly how you want it. And, and then, Moon, the next question is, okay, once we get the plan right, how much is it going to cost? Absolutely. So same thing. Our pricing process has evolved over the last 30 years. And we sit down with a customer, and usually within two hours, we can basically line item price everything in the in the home. And I always tell people, you know, it, it's probably about the best two hours of the whole home building experience because they have customers have so many questions mm-hmm. in their mind because you haven't most people haven't built before. You know, it, it's not something you do all the time. So in this two-hour meeting, we kind of get everything down on paper. We talk, guide you through everything you'd want in a home. Everything's individually priced. So at the end, you can see where every dollar is spent. And then the customer can make the, the, the choice on what's most important to them and, and, and put them in control. So, you know, design first, pricing second, and then you pick out, you know, in a one-stop shop environment, all the 
the finishes from your cabinets to your flooring in a you know a fun and exciting way. So you you know personalize your home, make it your own. So that's kind of the process and kind of how we've evolved uh, uh, since since the beginning. Uh, and, and again, there's nothing quite like building. It's an it's an exciting yeah. process, but it's one that there's a lot of stuff to it. So it's really important to have a really good process to guide uh, all our homeowners through it. His name is Paul Schumacher, SchumacherHomes.com. Go check him out. One of the things that I heard from some people that build houses here using y'all, they said what they liked about it was what you talked about. They came in, you took them from start to finish. The other thing they told me they liked about it, if you had any kind of adjustments or anything through the process, y'all met on a regular basis. and you, In other words, you walked them through the process from the start to the finish. You didn't say, okay, here it is. Y'all got it. See y'all later. You guys stayed with them through the whole process and here's another thing they're excited that you can make their dream home you know paul's not you're not making your dream home for them you're making their dream home for them those were the comments i got which is pretty 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 hefty that's pretty good now that, that's a good point it's, it's certainly not about the builder it's a it's about the homeowner and again that's kind of the beauty of it and and, and we do a lot of work up front and go through all the detail before we even move a you know shovel full of dirt, and that moon is kind of the key. If you if you do all the decisions up front, not that there's ever going to be a hundred percent, but you do ninety eight of them. That just makes the home building process so much better because you don't want to be making decisions on the fly because just that does not work. It causes too much stress. So I think putting a lot of time up front, getting the plan exactly right, getting the price exactly right then going on to financing and all that, and then the house gets built, and that really makes the process much better. What I would tell people, too, if you want to learn more about Paul himself on Schumacher.com, you've got the home story. It, it tells you a story. The other thing that I think is pretty cool, I don't, I'm not going to say you have it at every location because you've got a, a, a few different stores here that you build. I think you can build pretty much anywhere, but – you came up with this, these these house and home models that you built actually on the premise. Explain, explain to me because I thought that was cool that you can go like if I wanted to buy a house and I I went on the frontage road in Lafayette, Louisiana, Scott, and you walked in. A lot of these places you got a built home that you build so people can walk through and see the quality and some of the work that y'all do. What what started that? That's that's a lot of investment by y'all. Yeah, yeah, you know it kind of just goes to we have a like a a long term focus. So we. Our business model is in each market that we're in, take Lafayette, you, you, you go and we build a model home on the highway so it's easy to get mm-hmm. to for our customers. They can walk through, see the quality and experience. Because, you know, everyone always says, hey, we build a quality home. But it's one thing to say it. It's way better just to hear it is and experience it. And, and that's what they can expect in their home. And it gives them a, a great, it's a great idea starter, right? So like, sure. there's no house that's going to be perfect for anyone, but it gives them a lot of good um, ideas. And then it can start the whole design process. So they want to make, make some changes to the plan. Um, that's great. And people are visual. You know, it, it's one thing looking at a, a two-dimensional floor plan. That's that's tough for most of us to see. But to walk through uh, the real thing and see the ceiling heights and see the finishes, 
to us, that's really important. And then what we always do at each location is we build a one-stop shop mm-hmm. design center. Again, for the same thing. So you're not running all over town trying to figure yep. out, you know, where to pick uh, lighting fixtures or paint swatches and cabinet colors mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's all done in, in one stop. So it just, again, it, it's kind of like a long-term approach, but we we're all about showing the product so they can experience it and uh, walk through it. Are y'all, are y'all handling the financing as well? Yeah, we, we, we have. That, that's something new, new for us well, now I thought over so. the last three or four years. Um, it, and the financing is, is really important because financing a new construction home is different than going out and buying an existing one. And so we formed a Schumacher Mortgage that mm-hmm. has all the – about wow. every lending product you could have for building a new home. And that's all we do. We, we have we have 10 people that just do nothing but focus on financing okay. new homes. And we have actually a, a really exciting uh, promotion this month where if, if you come in and, and sign by the end of May, we're going to get you, lock you in at 4.875 on a 30-year fixed for everyone who... Uh, qualifies it and that's a really exciting thing it's kind of like you know you're rolling back the clock a little bit to the where the rates were so good Mm -hmm. you know we we understand a lot of people the business has been great but it's the rates that are kind of they they got people a little hesitant and uh so that's an that's another really exciting thing having that 4.875 out there for the month um it's it's definite a win-win last question for you if you had to sell me in 30 seconds and i say paul if you had to tell me what what are your guarantees on this, and what I mean by that is, what do you would tell a person? Hey, here's who we are, and this is what we're going to do. What would you tell? Me? Yep. Okay, I, I tell you this. I, this is what I tell my friends all the time. At Bill, I said, "Look, we've been doing this for 32 years. There's never been a perfect house built yet, and there never will be. But I can also tell you, and I always tell them." Something's going to go wrong on your house. I guarantee it. It's just too many parts and pieces. But I say always, no matter what happens, we always take care of it. We always stand behind it. In the end, you're going to be really happy with your home. You're going to get a design exactly how you want it. The price, you're going to know the price up front. And we always hit our price. And you're going to move into a great home designed by you, for you. And you're going to be, you know, really happy living in your own home. Yeah. And you, created. and you got the people to back it up. His name is Paul Schumacher, president of Schumacher Homes. They've been around for 32 years. Hey, Paul, thank you. Always a pleasure. Love talking about it. Something different. And I uh, uh, appreciate your partnership. And I, I wish you all the best of luck. And I know you all keep working hard for the people. I appreciate it, Moon. Thank you for having come, me. Come, come catch some redfish. It's your fault. I'm putting that one on you. I, I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Good luck. All right, folks. Got to take another break. 844-766-6607. Is the number if you'd like to be part of the program. There's a Matthew James. What is it? Tax and Wealth Management. Come on, Joe. I'm trying to give you a little lead as you can get on the air. We'll be right back.
Moon Graffon. You know, when I'm going to go saltwater fishing, I call Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters. Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters is going to put you on the fish. Whether it be speckled trout or redfish, call Captain Norman now. 337-884-0658. 337-884-0658. It's called aspeccharters.com. Call Captain Norman. I just gave you a cell number. He wants to take you fishing. He wants you to have a good time, and you catch fish with Captain Norman. Aceback Charters, Captain Norman, 337-884-0658. Is your land working for you? The mission here at Magnolia Land Management is to make sure your land works for you. You own it, but we work it. Magnolia Land Management forms alliances with landowners to help them maximize the potential income that can be generated from their piece of land. Agriculture contracts, leasing and property contracts, timber harvesting programs. These are just a few of the types of services we provide families to help turn their dirt into revenue. So if you're thinking of selling your property, don't. First call Magnolia Land Management at 337-329-6742. I do want to mention my good friends at Louisiana Sportsman Coalition. This coalition is working to protect public access to our tidally influenced waters. There's a group called Louisiana Sportsman Coalition that's fighting for you and me to be able to fish all the waterways that we can't fish anymore. Folks, I'm telling you, if you like to fish, and even if you don't like to fish, this ought to be an important cause to you. You can't just call private water, I mean, public waterways private property. And that's what we do in Louisiana. So 80% of this tidally influenced waters down south are now you can't fish them. So why call it Sportsman's Paradise? Bassmasters ain't coming here anymore because they said the, 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 the rules of trying to get to places are so stringent and the laws are so stringent, they're not coming anymore. And, uh, and so I'm asking you to join Louisiana Sportsman's Coalition. It's called joinlasc.com, joinlasc.com. We need people with the money to fight to keep us, the voices out there, to fight for us to be able to go fishing where we need to go, which is in our public waters. It's very important. Joinlacs.com. Stay ready. Hello, welcome back. Moon Griffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Is, uh, Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management. Holland. Folks, a lot of stuff I didn't get to today. I am going to get to some of it in the third hour. One of them was the uh, they've got the pay raise at the Government Affairs Committee, which I think is John Stefanski who wants to run for Attorney General. You know, one of the fraud squad members. And uh, the advocate once again did it again. The editorial, just lawmakers, they remain fixed at a paltry 1680 year. They make way more than 16. That's only number. They, if I'm reading the advocate, first of all, and that's my news source, and the advocate is the news source. I can't wait till I can tweet this. If the advocate's my news source and that's it, I may well look in the mirror and say, boy, how stupid can I get? Because if you're buying into 16.8, you're buying into stupidity, but that's all they want you to know. They don't want you to know about the per diem. They don't want you to know about the $500 a month, which is $6,000. They can do anything they want with it. They don't want you to know about campaign accounts. Anyway, I just, I I didn't get to it, but I'll try to get to it in the next Working Moms, uh, Worst Economic Landscape in the Nation, 51st Accounting District of Columbia. And then Clancy DeBose, what a joke from New Orleans. I mean, an absolute joke. 
doing an advocate, doing in a governor's race, what I predicted they would do, which is pretty easy to watch. Clancy DeBose is a goofball from New Orleans. He deserves New Orleans. All right, now let's move on. Ed Tarpley, attorney in Alexandria, Louisiana. Ed, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great today, Moon. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So my my, my buddy, uh, Huval, I said he sucks. I still think he does. Still trying to get uh, government into telephones in a car now, huh, I hear. Hey, let me tell you what, this is the bill that just won't quit. Yep. Uh, it's been up every year, I don't know, for 10 years in a row. It's been coming every year. <laughs> it's been defeated every year. It's House Bill 580, which will ban the use of a handheld cell phone in your automobile. Now, <clears throat> you know, it's already illegal to text and drive. It's already illegal for uh, young people under 18 to uh, to have a uh, to, to to have a cell phone and uh, use a cell phone in the car, and so uh, what they're trying to do here is to to make it a, a criminal offense. In other words, you could be pulled over, uh, given a citation, if you're holding your cell phone and speaking uh, on the, uh, in, in your car. And uh, you know this is just government overreach. I mean, the the issue is distracted drivers. Mm-hmm. But you cannot outlaw every distraction, Moon. Eating a hamburger, drinking a cold drink, uh, talking to uh, your child, uh, w- looking at a billboard, listening to the radio, mm-hmm. listening to the Moon Graffon show, that could be a distraction. Absolutely. So, that is a distraction is, depending on who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but the point, the, the, you're absolutely right, Moon. The point is, uh, you know, uh, you cannot uh, outlaw every distraction. And this effort to outlaw the uh, the, uh, the use of a handheld cell phone is government overreach in the extreme. I mean, this is unnecessary. Uh, but you know what's and- Ed? You know what's sad? Uh, using a cell phone and text and all that—none of that's good. But you just made a good point. Why is eating? Why looking down, fixing your hamburger while you're going down your road any worse than looking at a cell phone and texting? Why is fixing your hair, looking in the mirror? No offense, ladies. I got to fix my little dapper do sometime too. Going down the mirror is, is less any worse distracted. Reaching back and, and grabbing hold of a kid. I mean, we can go over and over, on and on and on about distraction. Why is a cell phone worse in the Hoover fellow who should have never got elected there, which has been totally disappointment? He keeps pushing the same bill. I think you make great points. Well, well, let me tell you what. Uh, it, it, it was defeated last year in the House in. Then they brought it back up two weeks later. It, it got through by fifty uh, by three votes, fifty six to uh, thirty nine, and then uh, then it failed in the Senate committee by a vote of four to three. So uh, in the year before that, uh, it passed the House, but it failed in the Senate, the full Senate, by one vote. So they keep pushing this every year. I, I, I just want to say that you you know we should you should encourage your listeners to call their representatives, Republicans and Democrats. Call everybody and say, look, this is just a bad bill. This is government overreach. It won't do what they intend to do. And what it will do is uh, it, it will clog up the system with uh, unnecessary activity uh, by the police uh, to to uh, be looking to see whether or not you're holding your cell phone while you're driving your car. I, I just think but, it's a terrible mistake. Yeah. It's government overreach. And, uh, look, let me tell you what. There are studies out there that show that uh, there's no evidence that the ban on a handheld cell phone will lead to a reduction in traffic accidents. I mean, there was one from California that was done back in 2008. Uh, North Carolina did one. 
uh, uh, just a few years ago that, uh, that indicated that uh, there were many types of driver distractions, but using or dialing a cell phone was at the bottom of the list. So I'm just saying that this bill is unnecessary. It's, uh, it's an intrusion into our personal space because, you know, your automobile is just an extension of your home. And this is a this is intrusion to your into your personal space by the government that we just don't need. So, you know, a moon from my standpoint, it's a liberty issue. It's a liberty issue. And if they can stop you from using your cell phone in your car, <clears throat> what's going to be next on the list? But I, I'm just don't a distraction is a distraction. And I know people and you know, family members and friends have been hurt and died. It's no doubt about it. But when you get on that road. My God, it's it's dangerous just to be on a road, uh, Ed. And I know well, you're right I, because then it's going to be this, then it's going to be eating, then it's going to be well, drinking your coffee. How many people go to work in the morning with a hot cup of cup of coffee that they they putting down, picking up and drinking? I would say well, no, a lot of people. <laughs> well, there's no question about that. And look, here's the here's the point. Uh, there's a lot of conservative Republicans that have voted against this, and they ought to be opposed to it strictly on the, the grounds of, of unnecessary government intervention in our lives and the fact that it's a liberty issue. Look, we all agree that you shouldn't be uh, using your cell phone and, and be distracted from driving. Okay, but, but look, we have human agency. We have the knowledge and the wisdom to know how to drive safely on the road. Uh, that's every person's responsibility. It's not the government to basically uh, control uh, and, 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 and act uh, like the nanny state in telling you uh, that you cannot use your cell phone while you're driving down the road. So, you know, I think, I think the bill is unnecessary. It's an overreach. And we just need to ask our representatives to vote against ha- House Bill 580. It's a uh, got through the committee yesterday by five, the vote of five to four. It was almost defeated in the Transportation Committee. I testified against it along with several other people. But now it'll be coming to the House floor within the next couple of weeks. So I would just say that, uh, look, if you're concerned about government overreach in your life, you need to call your state representative and ask them to vote against House Bill 580. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Ed. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Thank you, Moon. Have a good day. All right. You too. uh, The guy that sucks, I call him Hoover. I mean, the dude really sucks. Uh, One of the fraud squad members. I called him and said he sucked before he voted for Jake Snob. I mean, I was on the money. I was on the money. Didn't miss. Walked out the building when I said, this dude sucks. And he won anyway. But, hey, at least he couldn't run for parish president or anything else. That's, that's a win for everybody that that guy's involved in. All right, we got to take a break. The rest of you, God bless. Have a great day. If you want to listen to more, moongraffon.com. Listen live. we got another hour to go. We'll see you then. Meet the facts, the Dan Bongino Show, and here on News Talk 96.5, KPEL. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the LHSAA, are the 110,000 high school sports students in Louisiana. And so we stand. 
We stand for the runners, soccer and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. News Talk, 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial... A last-minute surge to deal with a surge. Only Sabrina Fox News with a pandemic-era limit on asylum seekers set to end next week. Sources tell Fox News the Biden administration may send troops to the southern border. About 1,500 active U.S. Army troops to help try and secure the border is welcome news. Officials here say how fast can they get here? Fox's Griff Jenkins in Brownsville, Texas, as the existing surge of migrants continues ahead of a greater surge expected when Title 42 ends. The troops would perform administrative tasks to free up Border Patrol agents. This as the Justice Department announces a multi-nation crackdown on the flow of fentanyl. Across the U.S. and eight other countries, Operation Spector resulted in a total of 288 arrests and the seizure of 117 illegal firearms. Attorney General Merrick Garland says they've also seized more than 1,800 pounds of drugs and over 50 million in cash and cryptocurrency. The verdict is in for the last former police officer charged in the death of George Floyd. Hennepin County Judge Peter Cahill has found former Minneapolis police officer Tutau guilty of aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter in the death of George Floyd. A charge of second-degree murder dismissed. the last of four officers to be convicted, was doing crowd control a block away from Floyd's 2020 arrest. He opted against having a jury trial and left the decision up to the judge. Fox's Jeff Manasso, Tao is already serving time for a federal civil rights conviction and will be sentenced in the state case in August. Vermont just becoming the first state in the nation to change its medically assisted suicide law to allow terminally ill people from out of state to use it. Republican Governor Phil Scott signing the bill that removes the residency requirement of that decades-old law. America is listening to Fox News. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Heart failure, carpal tunnel syndrome, shortness of breath, stomach issues, lower back pain. How does it all add up? If you have heart failure and any of those seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar... It's time to talk with your cardiologist and get the full picture. They may add up to transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy. ATTRCM is a rare and underdiagnosed disease. Recognize the signs and discuss them with your doctor soon. Learn more at connectwithyourheart.com. That's connectwithyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. 
One week from today, President Biden plans to meet with the top four congressional leaders about raising the nation's debt limit, which the president still wants with no strings attached. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy accepting the invitation, still arguing, though, for the House-passed plan that attaches spending cuts. A Muslim mayor invited to a White House celebration was turned away. Prospect Park, New Jersey Mayor Mohammed Khairullah says he got no official explanation from the White House about why he was blocked from attending an Eid celebration yesterday. President Biden hosted the reception for hundreds of guests, marking the end of the holy month of Ramadan. A statement from the Secret Service confirmed the mayor was denied entry but would not comment on specific protective means and methods. The Council on American-Islamic Relations has criticized the use of an FBI database that includes hundreds of thousands of individuals. Khairullah says he has traveled to Bangladesh and Syria as part of humanitarian work. Fox's Jared Halpern at the White House. Super Bowl 57 sets a new record. The most watched TV program ever based in the U.S. after a sizable tweak in the ratings. Initially, Nielsen had said the Chiefs' 38-35 win over the Eagles had an average audience size of 113 million people. Now, Nielsen says the number was 115.1 million viewers, around 700,000 more sets of eyes on the big game this year than Super Bowl 49 between the Patriots and Seahawks. Fox Sports stated the bump of over 2 million viewers from the initial reporting was the result of a thorough review by Nielsen that revealed irregularities in the encoding that enables Nielsen's measurement of TV viewing, as well as in the measurement of -of out-of-home viewing. Jared Max, Fox News. Wall Street goes back to worrying as the Fed meets a day after the third mid-sized bank failure in two months. Right now, the Dow's down 557 points. The S&P and the Nasdaq also down more than 1%. And oil prices are plummeting, too, dropping below $73 a barrel. Elisa Brady, Fox News. 